In our series, A String of Pearls, Dutch Buzz contributors speak to people who have made an exceptional contribution to our local community. People whose passion for what they do have had an added value for the city of The Hague. Making The Hague a better place to live and work for all has been Marcus Ferrer's ambition for more than 40 years. Building up communities that need help and creating a sense of togetherness has been his life's work. And he's a long way from downing his tools. Marcus spoke to Lilian Strobach in the run-up to the opening of a beautiful Moroccan fountain in the city centre. One of the many cultural projects he's helped to see the light of day. And luckily I always had the opportunity to uh, do things I uh, think is good for the city and uh, well I'm quite uh, quite happy you've made it into something of a career well <laughs> what you call a career uh, it was not really a, a wish for me to uh, have a career just uh, uh, you know people like to have more and more and more and a new car and uh, that was never my aim I was just quite satisfied to have a nice uh, family and a nice uh, house and a nice job that's important and uh, yeah well maybe I, I made a mistake by calling it a career okay what is yeah. the source of your passion <laughs> well <laughs> well um, uh, we come to speak of that but you know Nelson Mandela was really uh, inspiring to me and uh, uh, as a matter of fact I had a this this this, this at young years I had the urge to uh, to uh, to follow his uh, his uh, footsteps and um, my first demonstration I was 16 years old was at the embassy uh, it was during I don't think it was Forster uh, president at that time and uh, it was a very violent demonstration uh, the protesters from the anti-apartheid movement they started throwing rocks at the embassy and uh, I was there as a small boy and um, I said well this is serious this is serious and uh, I uh, first at first I only had the feeling that that, that something uh, sh should be done about the uh, cruel apartheid regime but uh, I didn't know what and then I saw the the people who were really uh, angry and I got some of that, that uh, not to, to be violent that's not my style, but to, to do something. Yeah, to make a difference. Right. I think uh, uh, some of this passion led to the establishment of the Mandela Foundation here in The Hague. Yeah. And I think you had quite a lot to do with the fact that there's now a statue, um, yeah. a gigantic statu statue yeah, of Mandela yeah. outside the museum. Tell us that story. Yeah, it's a nice story, uh, how it started. Um, I was working um, for the political party. I'm, I'm a member of the Social Democrats, and I was I was writing speeches, and there was this plan about uh, we have a neighborhood it's called Transvaal, like the Transvaal in South Africa, and all the streets are named after the Boeren, and uh, I was looking for a, I was writing this this speech for the for the council member, and I was looking for a, a punchline in this speech. And I said, well, why don't we have a statue of Nelson Mandela in Transvaal? And I wrote, I wrote it in the speech and the council uh, member, he said it in the, com in the committee 
uh, in, the, in, the, in the council meeting. And the only thing that the press picked up uh, next day was Partij van de Arbeid, my, my, my party, wants a statue of Mandela in Transvaal. And then when that happened, well, I saw the, 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 uh, the, the, uh, the paper and said, well, hmm, good idea. Uh, let's go for it. And then we made a, uh, a stichting, you know, a foundation and, and see that it was uh, brought so that we got other parties in the, in the board. And then it went further and further and further. And six years later, we had the statue. I remember meeting the um, the sculptor himself, a very nice man from Amsterdam, who also had uh, a passion for Mandela. Yes, wonderful guy. He uh, he he hired a special place in North Holland, uh, a big place because statue, you know, it is large. It's three and a half meters, and he had to find room for for making this uh, statue this high. And uh, what he did, uh, he lived Mandela. He watched all kinds of movies and he walked like him. And he's lots of pictures and soundtracks. And he really, he really became Mandela for a long time. And then he started sculpturing Mandela. Well, I don't know what your opinion is, but I think it's very well, very well done. I think it's a very good likeness. And Marco, now your latest project was to help to establish and build a beautiful Moroccan mural and fountain. Tell us about that project. Yeah, well, um, I don't know how... Oh, well, I, I do know how that was originated. I was in working in uh, Rotterdam uh, in the 90s and uh, in a, in a, on the North Plain, a part in... Uh, in uh, uh, Rotterdam, there was a, a square and there was a, a fountain. And the fountain was a gift of the Mor Moroccan community in in, uh, in Rotterdam North. And it was a very small community, about 1500 people. And they all, they raised um, funds to have this gift to the uh, to Rotterdam. And it was a wonderful fountain. And it always kept somewhere, somewhere in, my, in my head what a nice gesture to... Uh, and then, um, well, I, I, I know a lot of people in The Hague, and uh, I know a lot of Moroccan people as well. And uh, I said, well, well, isn't it a nice idea to have a, a fountain in, in somewhere in The Hague? And then um, they said, yeah, well, nice. <laughs> How do you do that? How do you do that? Uh, it has to start somewhere. And then there was a, a, a plan for a new cultural center in The Hague, which is now called Amare, Anspau, in Den Haag. And at first we aimed for the square in front of the Amare, and then the council said, well, we like a fountain, but not there. Uh, maybe somewhere else in the Hague. And then, well, you can't agree with that. Then it's gone. Then it's gone. And uh, because they had this, this square, they needed this square as a, as a place for markets and uh, celebrations and uh, uh, shows. So... And then, uh, I don't know who it was, maybe the, the, the manager of, of, uh, of Amara said, well, then we do it inside. And I said, oh, why not? And, uh, well, this, this, I tell it quickly, but it's taken years to come to this, uh, to this uh, uh, fountain inside. And, well, we, we raised funds and um, 
we had it made in, in Fes and Tetuan in uh, Morocco and in parts and then it was shipped and then it was built but you really need craftsmen to, to build a, a fountain like this it's very well hail specialists work so you can't uh, let anyone do this so did you find one in, yeah, in the did. Hague? well <laughs> we did we did yes and uh, well it's, it was it was a long process but uh, it's there and it, it, when you go into Amar, which you should do, uh, it, it's um, uh, well, it's, it's very nice. And uh, the, the thing is, there is a match between Morocco and uh, the Hague because the colors are yellow and green, uh -huh. and the size of the uh, tiles is uh, like the Berlage. You know, when you come to the Kunstmuseum, yes. you see the Berlage tiles and. They're quite similar to the tiles used for the fountain, and we have uh, Dunea, you know, where you where you have the water the from. Water, yeah. yeah, they they uh, they they really promote drinking water, and they uh, they offer it for free. Okay, so this water is what we say in English potable. We can drink it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah drink. Please do. Please do, yeah. Oh, we will. I must confess, I haven't seen it yet, Marco, but oh, it's definitely going to be on my very next visit to the center. Well, I'll be there and I'm going to take a big, big sip of this fountain. Please do. And I have an invitation for you and for everybody, yeah. for the listeners as well. I have it here. Um, it's the Facebook Overdracht. How do you call that in English? Oh, the launch. The, the launch. Yeah, the launch. And everybody's welcome. Ah, it's on the 15th of September, yeah. so it's coming up and we'll be in time to be there. Oh, how lovely, Marco. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Good, so you've heard that, listeners. You're all welcome on the 15th of September at the Amara Theatre uh, between 4 and 6 in the afternoon. We have music be and there. tea, Moroccan tea and snacks. How yeah, lovely. We'll, yeah, wonderful. How lovely. Good, and um, just in time for our next program. Marco, you know, when you were talking about Mandela, I also forgot that you are also personally responsible for quite a number of his sayings at various points in The Hague. Yes. Well, when the statue was there and the, the, my fellow board member said, well, we can stop the, the Stichting the, 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 uh, Foundation now because we achieved what we were, we were uh, uh, sold up for. But I said, well, no, we have to keep the the, the legacy alive. And uh, well, the, the the statue was uh, no, the statue was raised in 2012, and 2013, December, he died. And uh, well, what what happened is that people they are easily forgotten, and uh, and the legacy is worth being uh, kept alive. So I, I had the idea of, of having quotes, of sayings, you say, and have them all over the city. And uh, uh, it was, it's not easy, you have to find locations, you, know, you have to find some budget uh, to... to uh, but in six uh, cases it, uh, it, it uh, worked. And uh, well, you, uh, everywhere around you can see the quotes and uh, it's very nice, I think. Which is your favorite one? Um, maybe the reading one at West Einde. Uh, I don't know exactly the text, but it's uh, like uh, when you read, you can travel. You can travel in your head. 
and come everywhere. It's nice. It's nice, and it's it's uh, the entrance of a school at West Ah, oh, so it yeah. has a, a an educational and inspirational function, Thanks. and that's what you are about. Yeah, uh, Mr. Culture in the Hague. You what? You miss it? Yeah. What 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 else have you been up to through the years? Um, um, one of the first things I did was I was a social worker in the neighborhood, and one of the uh, it was in the early 90s. And we had um, uh, uh, the upcoming of a, a political party, which was really uh, racist. It was Jan Maat. Maybe you remember Hans Jan Maat. And he was very racist. And he, uh, he, it, you uh, would notice in the neighborhood that people were you know, confronting each other. Mm. Uh, the people who lived there and the people who came, the immigrants. It was not, uh, was not, not, uh, was not good. And so. I um, I realized that we should open our doors. We all should open our doors and invite people in. And uh, when you um, ask people, they they they, they uh, are uh, very hospital uh, 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 hospital. Yeah. How do you hospitable. say hospitable? Hospitable. Yeah. They are. They are. And I I had the idea of uh, one day in the in uh, March, at the 21st of March, which is the International Day Against Racism and Discrimination, to have, uh, 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 in the whole city, to have a, yeah, we say open dag. Well, I don't know what's in English. Uh, open door day? Open door day? Yes, that would work. And um, I, I started calling um, several organizations, like, you know, the, the mosques and the, the temples and the synagogue and the churches and um, um, community centers and I said do you want to participate in this open door day and everybody said yes yes Marco yes we like that be our guest and then we uh, we, we rented a bus uh, several buses to uh, to make the route through the through the city and you can walk and you can cycle and and uh, it was a big success and I did it for five years and it still exists and we're talking about 25, 30 years. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm very proud of that. Yeah, yeah. And so you should be, Marco. Um, I see here in the list that you have on your website, um, because you have, um, what shall we call it, a company called Bureau Buurt Active. That's the name, yes. Active Neighborhood, right. I think. We can translate yeah. that loosely. Yeah. That you've done things like uh, a wereldreis van de stad, a world trip in your own city. Yeah, you've done things like uh, playgrounds for children, uh, theatre for the elderly, and, and just lots and lots of cultural activities. Which which was one of your favourites? Oh well, mm, I, 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 they all are, <laughs> they all uh, one after the other. I, well, I like the the for the youngsters the uh, the playgrounds. Um, uh, it was just a, a, a piece of ground and I put all kind of wood there and materials and then the, the, the children could play and build and construct and something uh, which is very important because they don't do that. that when you go to a playground you have, you know, um, stuff there, existing stuff. Existing stuff. Yeah. And then you can, well, you can, you can enjoy yourself but you can't build and uh, 
it's important for your um, yeah for your ontwikkeling yeah, development. Uh, for your development to to build and to uh, work together and and uh, what we did we had this uh, the pile of wood and then we had a gereedschapkist uh, you know a toolbox a toolbox, a yeah. toolbox and then uh, and some nails and and we said well of course safe but we said well just just build something you know build something and, and be proud of it and I did it uh, in several uh, neighborhoods and it was a big success and it was only um, a, a few years that it was uh, uh, subsidized, you know, sub yeah, subsidized, subsidized yeah. and yeah. then it stopped. Um, I'm very sorry that it stopped because we should have uh, several of those uh, areas where, where children can go and play and build. It's important. Mm. I like that. What are some of the other? I see here the Ministry of Stories. That sounds so interesting. Well, that's just that's just that's a, a, a firm of, of of a colleague of mine, and I just uh, just helped him. It's, uh, what I do is uh, like what you do now: interview people and. Uh, uh, well, basically, it's Oberwerk. Um, it's called uh, community building. That's yes. what it is. So you go into the neighborhood and. Um, give people the confidence that they can uh, improve, their, uh, improve their situation. And this Ministry of, of Stories is from a colleague, and he does that very well. And, uh, and sometimes the uh, job needs more hands, and then I step in. I think this community building is probably central to yeah. everything, everything you do. True. What is the state of The Hague at the moment when it comes to communities getting on with each other, moving forward, uh, being involved. Uh, what is your yeah, judgment on that? Um, well, The Hague is still a nice city. I love it. And well, mm, it's not a bad city to live in, I think. It's, uh, it's it's uh, got wonderful uh, houses and a wonderful beach and uh, a, lo a lot of opportunities, nice jobs. Uh, but I think there's um, yeah well we have um, uh, problems of course we have a shortage of, of houses, which is not good and uh, uh, we need more houses and a future for our children and. Uh, and everybody to to have a, a nice uh, house. And that's the, the base, you know, that you where you start from. And uh, so we need something to do about that. And we have a, uh, something else we have to deal with is poverty, um, which is really a big issue, because and a growing issue. It is because we all experience that things become uh, expensive, more expensive, and. Uh, well, it worries me. It worries me because, uh, well, um, you know, the thing is that when you uh, grow up in a, in a family and there's poverty, the whole time it goes about money, not about love or doing things. Or, eh? or it goes about how do we uh, get to the end of the month and have food on the table every day, and that that worries me. And uh, well, that's yeah. That's why I'm I'm a member of a of a political party, which few people are, really. And 
that's a pity really because we, we should organize ourselves to get uh, the means to improve the situation of people in one way is the, the, the democracy you know we have in the Hague the council and the things we can achieve to get uh, the problem solved do you feel that the political parties in the Hague are not engaged enough to sort things out they also have a financial crisis i believe they do yeah there's a shortage of money in on the in the begroting of the Hague and uh, <clears throat> that's yeah what stuff it's just uh, there, there will be a new uh, collation i don't know what it's called the new board of the of uh, the council and uh, we will experience that there is a uh, bezuiniging in the, in the coming years and uh, less to uh, less to spend but it's all about priorities it's all about priorities i believe uh, in creating um, possibilities for people to uh, to give them courage and to give them um, uh, means to uh, improve their situation and that's why i'm a member of the of the social democrats that's uh, uh, we believe in em emancipation and uh, and so well, I think a lot of well, they're talking on the, on the, on the scale of the, of the city. Yeah? A lot of uh, of uh, policy is is decided also in the Hague, but the other the Hague, you know, Rutte. And uh, but you can do a lot as a, as a city. You can do a lot. Uh, I was in the council 12 years ago, and you can do a lot. And uh, I think. Um, it can be done, but the, the, the fact that real the situation is that we not many people go to the uh, polling station, only half them, which is really is sorry. And, uh, and people do vote parties uh, who are really right wing and not and okay, in the interest of people who have already have good positions and money and big houses and cars. And not in the in the situation of people who uh, are not in that position. You've been active for quite a long time, and your involvement in the Hague is is really quite amazing. What do you still have up your sleeve, Marco? <laughs> oh come on, I'm, I'm 68. Eh? I am retired, really. No, no, no. I'm, I'm busy. I, uh, uh, I I like to do things. I, I I'm in the position. I can do things that I like. I really like. So I made a program about art in uh, in Open My Ruimte, art. The program is called What a Verbeelding. And it's about uh, the art uh, in the, in the uh, public ruimte, in the, everywhere. And there are more than 500 statues. And uh, the thing is, people don't notice it. Notice it. But it's, there's so much beauty. And then uh, what we do, we uh, uh, for Omoop West, we uh, go in the neighborhoods with a camera. And we ask people, you see, that you see, there's, yeah. and sometimes people are surprised, and, and, and most time people are, uh, well, op een prettig manier, they they enjoy it, and they, and sometimes they say it's very inspiring to me that to have this statue here, and sometimes it's abstract, and sometimes it's very figurative, but uh, it's nice to um, to to to, uh, to offer the microphone and the camera to people. Uh, so we made five programs and we're three are already broadcasted and there will be 
uh, two more, I think three more, three more, at um, uh, every Tuesday evening. Yeah. And how rich are we? Very, very rich, very rich. Yeah, there's, there's always been a, a good sense of um, uh, having art. In the, there used to be a kind of a, a deal when you build houses, then a part of the sum, the money you have to spend in, for art. And um, well, there was always there was always uh, attention for 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 the, this for art in the in the public space. But you but you really are, uh, are looking for it. You find it. Yeah, it's wonderful. That's one of the things I do. And um, well, the other thing I do yearly is to have a, a book market for children at the library, central library, uh, this year at 16th October. All day we have writers and we have uh, theater and and we have uh, well a nice program and you can talk to your favorite writer and it's for children in the age between uh, uh, primary school it's between four and uh, thirteen. Yeah, I, I take it will be mainly for Dutch children. Um, yes. Yeah, not so much for English speakers. But no. In general, do you? Do you think that children are reading enough these no. days? No, 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 it's really a problem. I believe, uh, thanks to TikTok, that the, the book talk, I think it's called, the, that the interest grows uh, by uh, pupils. Um, but uh, no, they don't. And it's essential. I keep on uh, repeating that, that when you read uh, easily as a child, you get further in your study, when you because studying is reading. And then, well, it's, uh, I can't emphasize this enough, that uh, you have to start reading, uh, reading your children, and, uh, and so they enjoy reading, and they, they, and they will read a lot. And when you le- read easily, you, uh, you study easily. That's true. And uh, I know you're a writer. Uh, as well, uh, are children writing enough these days? Uh, no, no, no. Sometimes they can't write uh, at all <laughs> because they all type, you know. And uh, well, it's well, um, uh, it's uh, on the, in primary school they're, they're taught to how to write, how to write readable. And uh, uh, my own handwriting is really like dead insects. <laughs> but uh, I I can hardly read it myself. But um, I. Well, I, I used to work as a journalist for 10 years, and uh, but I wrote all the time, yeah, in my notebook, and of course on the computer. Yeah, and everybody yeah. does, but... Well, I, I'm a journalist too, and yeah. my handwriting is almost not legible anymore either. <laughs> so I think it's just from having written too much oh, yeah, could over be. a could whole be. lifetime. Could be. Yeah. Marco, we're coming to the almost the end of our interview. Yeah. You're not going to lay down your tools now, no. are you? Not at all. No, no. Uh, well, I feel uh, quite good. I, I go to the gym twice a week, so uh, I'm quite fit. And uh, no, I, I keep. I like. I like. I like what I'm doing, and uh, I have the energy and the spirit to to go on. And so I will. And uh, I think it's important uh, to uh, to give your best for 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 your fellow man and your city, of course. And for The Hague, of course. Yes. Hey? Yes. Your city. Marco Ferris, owner of Bureau Buurtactief. Thank you for joining us on Dutch Buzz as one of the city's pearls. 
For Dutch Buzz, I'm Lillian Strobach. Dutch Buzz, your weekly dose of inspiration from some of the city's special people. Den